Hi friends, welcome to the new season of Schools Back in Session. I'm your new host, Miki. I'm a senior at Lindenwood, and my certification is going to be under elementary ed, and I am at Orchard Farm this semester. Hey guys, my name is Bailey. Um, I am a senior, and my certification is special education K-12. through My school district is St. Charles School District this year. Hello, I'm Celinda. I am also a senior. I am early childhood education, and I am at Francis Howell School District. Hi, my name is Katie. I'm also a senior. I'm elementary education, and I'm also at the Francis Howell School District. And hello, my name is Brandon. I am also a senior, and I have certification in history 9 through 12, and I am currently doing my internship at the Orchard Farm School District. This semester, we are all at different districts, and I'm just wondering, how did your guys' first day of substitute teaching went? Uh, well, I was just so excited. I was really excited to start the school year. I just wanted to, like, get to school. Um, I didn't start till about two weeks ago, but I showed up at the wrong school on the first day of school. Uh, <laughs> I totally walked in there all confident with my little Linden Teach t-shirt on and, like, iPad ready to go. And the office people totally looked at me like I was crazy, um, which, you know, to each their own, they had no idea I was coming because, like I said, I was at the wrong school, and they were like, I think you're supposed to be at this school. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so I hurried my to that school luckily made it on time because I'm a little bit of a nervous Nelly on my first day and like to get places extremely early just in case something happens and I usually just end up sitting in my car but it's good like debrief time to like get myself ready for the day but yeah that's kind of my first day of school did you not know like where you were supposed to end up or like how far away was the school from where you originally went to I was just so excited. I think I just typed in the wrong school. And I, I, it was only like five minutes away, which was I was so lucky about. But, yeah, I just was so excited. I think I just was like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Did you tell your new school that you, this whole situation happened? Not yet. I, <laughs> I'm still, like, trying to make those introductions. And I'm just like, that is going to be a funny story later down the road. <laughs> Yeah, so always show up a little bit early. Yeah, it'll <laughs> definitely save you. So I guess I will go ahead and segue into my first week story for the ages. I subbed a theater class on my very first day of subbing, but my first week of subbing, I got to sub an in-school suspension class, and I found out 20 minutes before I got to school. I oh, no. was not given a lesson plan. And I walk into a classroom with kids that have all virtual assignments and brand new sub. So I pretty much get walked all over. And it was the worst day of my subbing, but it was the most humbling experience that I think I could have ever asked for as a teacher. And it has only been uphill from that point on. I bet. Did you – I I'm not in – higher education, but did there usually be some sort of lesson plan for ISS? So that's the only time I subbed it. Every teacher, for the most part, you'd be surprised because there's several high school teachers that don't leave plans. So you'll have to go to the office and find out what you're doing, which is an even worse situation. But 
the one time I subbed ISS, there were no lesson plans. I was just told when the kids get their breaks. And the worst part about being a teacher in ISS is you have to sit in the classroom all day. So usually you could leave and use the restroom, get your lunch. You're in there all day. And, you know, you get two, two or three five-minute restroom breaks where you have to supervise the kids on the restroom break. And I, you know, have subbed pre-K a little more recently, but, you know, um, it was about the same level of attention <laughs> that had to be given. I, I kid you not, because you never would have guessed that with four- and five-year-olds, with, you know, 14- through 18-year-olds. But believe it or not, in some ways, the pre-K students were easier to take <laughs> care of than the ISS kids. Since you said that there are um – like you've been in different high schools because that's where you're at. Uh, not high school, high school and classrooms. How is it different from being in an ISS room versus in a regular high school classroom? Just well, like the building and like how it's set up. They always make the ISS rooms like really dark and morbid. So there's usually no windows. So it what? legitimately feels like a prison cell. Oh no. And you know, all the lights are on. The kids are a little harder to get control of because these are the kids that have the, the behavioral issues going on. And for the most part, when you have high schoolers, they're pretty pretty lethargic and tired. So that wasn't the case for the ISS room I was in. But I do remember, Bailey, you telling, telling us a little before the show about having some behavioral issues with students in your oh boy, do practicum. I. Um, I am a special education intern, and I normally end up in just an elementary setting, and my cooperating teacher is in a K-1 and 2 classroom, and boy, do we have some behaviors in there. Um, recently, whenever I was going through and getting there for the first day, I was explaining an assignment to a student, and, you know, teachers have, like, their really fun rolly chairs, like, padded, super like comfortable, like moving around, and I'm going to help a student on an assignment. And they just keep kept pointing at a certain thing, and they were around the corner of a table. So I'm like, okay, going to roll on over there. I rolled a little too fast. <laughs> I got caught on my foot. Oh, no. oh. I fell out of the chair. Oh. And of however many emotions I was having at the time, I thought it was funny. I was just laughing it off, but I forgot who I was surrounded with. Um, my students have mimicking behaviors. So anything substantial that the teacher does or that any of the other students do in the classroom, they do the exact same thing. Therefore, I had two students fall out of their chairs because I fell out, and then they looked at me, and one of them looked at the other student. The other student fell out of the chair intentionally and then the other one fell out of the chair i'm just like why are we all on the floor right now like i cannot handle this it's close to the end of the day like i just i was tired i'm like why are we on the floor and they all just looked at me just bright-eyed and bushy-tailed like nothing ever happened and then the kid kiddo just kept like he's on the floor pointing at his paper like can you help me with my assignment so i'm like you need to get in your chair and I will get back into mine, and hopefully everything will be fine. And it just, it it was a hoot and a holler, to say the least. It, you don't ever think that there would be a mimicking type of behavioral yeah. situation, but here we are. I would have no idea how to, like, handle that <laughs> without, like, as a teacher, you have to be so good at, like, holding in the, like, 
giggles mm-hmm. of just like, ah, that was really funny, but I can't laugh right now. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, there's just so many things that happen in a special education room with their behaviors that you're just like, okay, I have to bite my tongue Mm -hmm. or the inside of my cheek or, like, just try to react in a different way than you normally would if it was, like, your friend falling out of a chair or something. Because obviously you don't want to laugh at a kid and then they get all upset. Right, exactly. So when you end up in a situation like that, how do you make the mental shift to, okay, I have to teach again, I have to keep my cool? I... Try to just keep in mind who I am around and where I am at and making that mental shift of just, okay, I fell out of my chair, but we have 30 minutes to get this lesson done. And yes, it's funny. Yes, it happened. But I need my kids to be able to get their small group and their minutes in before they get pushed back into the regular education classroom. So it's just a matter of, okay, It's funny, we can laugh about it later, or we can bring it up to someone who is in the room, like one of the paraprofessionals, but then just making sure you're able to do that process afterwards or just push it to the side and then acknowledge it at a later date, which sometimes is hard, but I mean, when it comes down to making sure they get their minutes and everything getting in on time, it's really worth it. Okay, going into my first day of school, or first day substitute teaching story, um, I had a situation where we were all getting surprise donuts. None of the students knew about this, but we were handing out the donuts. The donuts finally got to my classroom, and the teacher told me, hey, so-and-so is not allowed to eat donuts. You can go to the office and go to Mexico. And I was like, oh, okay, seems easy enough. And then later I go and don't write it down, of course, and I forget who the student was. So then I'm handing out all the donuts. I'm halfway through giving the student a donut. And then I get to this kid who I thought was allergic to donuts. And he was like, what are you talking about? I'm not allergic. So I was like, oh, no, I forgot who's allergic to the donuts. Like, I was freaking out because I didn't want any of my students to have already started eating it and then have a situation with the student having an allergic reaction. So at the end of the day, I had to call to the nurse and figure out the whole donut situation, and it just really taught me that I need to write important information down. Yeah, and that stuff just happens so fast that you're like, yeah, yeah, it's going to stay, but sometimes you just get so, like, caught up in it that you're like, ah, what just happens? For sure, especially when you're meeting 20 different students yeah. on the f- for one day uh-huh. and trying to learn everyone's names. Yeah. How did your mentality kind of, like, shift whenever you – got to that student's name, you're like, I, I, like, it was just like a ping going off. You just didn't know why it was going off. And you thought you remembered the advice from another teacher and then the kids saying the complete opposite. Like, what went through your mind in that moment? I did freak out for a second. I was trying to be very assertive, making sure that none of the students have eaten their donuts yet, which luckily for me, nobody has started. And at the end of the day, nobody in my class was allergic to donuts. So I don't know <laughs> what was going on there. Everyone was, because I called up to the nurse, and they were all like, what are you talking about? Everyone in your class can have a donut. But at the moment, I was freaking out because I didn't want anyone to get have an allergic reaction. So I just was assertive, made sure that no none of the students had started eating and not to touch their donuts until I had gotten the situation figured out. Honestly, being straightforward with the students as well 
telling them that, hey, you don't know what's going on and that teachers do mess up. Students understand that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing about teaching for all of us is that at first it starts at a super, super, super fast pace. But as you get more experience and that's when it starts to gradually slow down, which makes life a lot easier. Because dealing with 25, 30 kids can be It's intimidating. It's a lot, especially when it comes to, like, setting, like, being assertive and setting boundaries. And, like, you don't want to be mean to your students. Right. And you feel like having to, like, not talk down to them, but just making sure you're stern and they're listening to you and, like, you're disciplining them in the correct way. It comes off as, like, you feel like the bad guy. But for the most part, you're not being the bad guy. You're just following the expectations and the rules that the classroom teacher had even set in the first place and they are just lacking and so they're essentially disrespecting their classroom and their teacher while they're gone if they're not respecting you as a substitute teacher but that's always a a back and forth battle that you learn the more you go through it exactly yeah and what i've learned though through the time of substituting is the students do care about you if you just let them know that you are hurting they're hurting your feelings they will get their act together they'll realize that everyone has feelings and they wouldn't want the same thing being done to them so just being open about what is going on, I feel like, is really helpful in the classroom. Yeah, and then all of your tough children that you love so dearly will always be the ones that wave at you in the hallway and get <laughs> the most excited to see you. Isn't it funny how that happens? Yes. They're just like, hey, I gave you so much trouble, and mm-hmm. you, I made you feel horrible, even though they don't know that. Yes. But you just feel decrepit inside, and the next thing you know, they're like, hey, you're like, how, how you doing? Like, <laughs> I missed you so much. Uh-huh. It's like, what? Uh, how do you, what? It just doesn't make sense sometimes. I think part of that, too, is just building that connections with the students. Mm-hmm. Like, they want that one-on-one time with the teacher, so that is almost their way of getting it. True. Well, your guys' first day stories and your first week stories are so funny, but mine has to do with the last day. Um, and I'm early childhood, so keep that in mind. I was placed in the kindergarten classroom, and I show up on my last day. I'm so excited to spend the day with my kindergartners. I'm sad, but I'm excited to see them. And I check in with the office, and they're like, you're going to hate, you're going to hate us. I was like, oh, no. They're like, you have to go to the high school today. And I had no words. I, no words. And they tried to vouch for me. They tried to tell the high school, like, you know, she's she's early childhood. Like, she's with the littles. And they're like, we don't care. We need her. And so I literally didn't have a choice. Um, and so that just my whole mentality had to switch and be like, okay, I'm going to high school. I'm not with kindergartners today. And it's okay. And you just, you got to be flexible. You never know what's going to get thrown your way. And what's going to happen, and you kind of can't say no. So just got to be prepared for those situations and, you know, figure it out as you go. Is the early childhood center or wherever you were at, I I don't know, is it a center over at your school district or? It was just an elementary school. Just an elementary school? Okay. Um, Because I know sometimes they have early childhood centers Mm -hmm. that kindergarten goes into. Um, Was that just an earlier set time, or was there, like, a big time difference between you getting from the elementary school to the high school? Yeah, because normally they're like an hour ahead of time. Yeah, so I think I got there, prob- like I got to the high school and they were probably already in like their second class. 
Okay. okay. They had already started the day, but when I got to the elementary school, um, like, no one's there yet. You know, yeah. you get there early. Oh, for sure. Um, before the kids are there, but I got to the high school as soon as possible, and, like, they're all already in class and everything, and just walked right into the middle of a class. Did they have a teacher in there, or is it just, like, willy-nilly? Because they already had a substitute. So I was substituting for the substitute who, like, was sick and I've had... been in that situation before. Yeah. Aww. yeah. Paraprofessional. They, they looked like they were on their deathbed. So, Well, I mean, yeah. good for you for being flexible and adaptive to make sure that the, no teachers were yeah. harmed in the making yeah. of you that gotta last do it. day of school or your last day of your internship. But, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, it was something. That must have been a crazy just, like, switch up for you. Like, even just the language you use, like, oh, in yeah. your, like, kindergarten versus, like, your high you school. say class, no, class? I didn't know how to get their attention. I was just like, guys, like, I can't be like, class, class. Or, like, even just my tone of voice. Like, yeah. Like, the infliction that just happened where it's like, you're talking normally to all of us and then... As soon as someone goes to say class, class, like it goes up like at least an octave, if not three. Yeah. yeah. Class, class. Yes, yes. Or hands on top. Everybody stop. Okay, I'm going to look at a group of seniors and say Literally. that. Oh, no. Like, I would love to be there for that. I would, <laughs> I'll I would, fly on the wall. I Sounds would get great. mocked exponentially. And honestly, I would make fun of myself too. Like, I would, if I was in their position yeah. and an elementary school teacher comes up to be like, okay, guys, like, let's go do all of the things. And, like, I have it all written out on the board. They'd be like, um, headphones in, looking at my computer, like, acting like I'm doing my assignment. Am I? No. no. I'm going to be watching you YouTube. Like you're a student. I know. Oh, my I know. I felt so out of, or not out of place. I felt like I was in place. <laughs> I felt like I was a student. I mean, Brandon, how do you feel whenever you walk into a high school setting? Is it, like, do you still feel like you have that student, like, not aspect, but, like, you walk in and it's just like, hey, I am older than you, but I look very similar to you. Like, how do you battle with that? So I actually have a, a pretty funny story. So I subbed for a history teacher at City of St. Charles School District where I was last semester, and I was subbing this class. It was, like, a youth and law class or law and you class or whatever, and it was the last class, and I was just talking to the kids and I just had this one kid ask me how old I was. I told him, and he looked at me. He's like, why don't you just join us? I'm like, dude, <laughs> I graduated high school. And he's like, yeah, but I know you can, like, join us. Like, you can be a student. I'm like, no, I'm good, man. Like, I, I, I don't want to go through I that make, I did my time already. Yeah, I graduated. Yeah. I got that certificate. Like, there's no <laughs> way I'm Amen. But a lot of them do think you're a student. And it's weird because – when you have a significant age gap between you and the teachers in the department, it makes them think different in, in their in their stance on you. I almost feel like it's they view you more as a friend than a, than a teacher, and that's the oh, struggle that I've, that's, I've faced. That is definitely a power struggle that happens. Yeah. I mean, nobody can see it, but Brandon's like a six-foot-tall guy, and <laughs> I am a 5'3" girl, woman, <laughs> whatever I like, I, I'm a 5'3 substitute teacher. I walk into any building, and, like, I can go into an elementary school, and they, like, sometimes the fifth graders are taller than me. So, oh, like, when I go into a high sure. school setting, which I have to for my certification, they, like, I get intimidated, like, I'm walking through the halls again, because, like, everyone is at least two to a foot taller than me. Like, two inches to a foot. It's like, okay, I don't want to have to deal with this anymore, but... 
it is what it is. That's really hilarious. That is sadly all the time we have left today, yeah. guys. Oh, yeah. All right. School's be- school's out school's of session. Out. School's yeah. Out of session. All right. Bye. bye. See you guys. See ya.